Hello everyone, my name is Nick Harris and I'm Senior Analyst and Program Head for State Resilience and Fragility at the New Lines Institute. And hello, I'm Will Wexler. I'm the director of the Rafi Kariri Center and Middle East Programs at the Atlantic Council. Well, Will, thank you very much. Uh, you just recently published a great new analysis on what the U.S. can expect potentially from Israel's new government that is formulating over the next week. Uh, could you walk us through the main points of your argument? Sure. Um, you know, this new government, should it uh, uh, become official, uh, will be a very unusual animal. Uh, consisting of uh, eight different parties stretching from the uh, from what used to be considered the far right um, all the way to the far left, um, including uh, Arab parties and, of course, centrist parties as well. It'll be internally divided. It'll be inherently fragile. It'll be ideologically incoherent. Um, but it can uh, uh, do a couple of important things. Um, it won't be able to address big, big critical questions like the Palestinians, but it will be able to pass a budget which Israel hasn't done uh, since 2018, and it will be able to um, uh, prevent uh, elements of the state like the judiciary and law enforcement from being affected by any political machinations, uh, which of course means that the trial of now former uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu will be able to proceed unimpeded. This is very interesting. Um, in terms of what the U.S. should focus on with the new Israeli government, do you have any particular recommendations? Sure. You know, like I said, they're not going to be able to do the really big issues, but they are going to be able to um, uh, uh, to do some work to help alleviate um, some Palestinian suffering, to help advance the position of uh, Arabs in Israel, to help, of course, uh, improve the security relationship um, in the wake of 4,000 missiles from Hamas, uh, from Hamas uh, be, uh, being launched against Israel. But there's one other item on the agenda that's really critical, and that is for the bilateral relationship uh, between the United States and Israel to be a bipartisan one. Um, it was a bipartisan one for decades and decades based on interests and values. But slowly over the last, let's say, 20 years or so, that's deteriorated. And now what we've seen is it become a very partisan one inside the United States. And, and really the, the tipping point was back in 2015 when Benjamin Netanyahu worked with Republicans on Capitol Hill to orchestrate a speech in front of Congress behind the back of the Obama administration. And that, um, even by many friends of Israel, was uh, Democrats was seen as a bridge too far. Joe Biden at the time, the vice president, did not attend. He surely remembers this. A lot of Democrats in Congress didn't attend. And while policy differences are always legitimate, um, uh, uh, this, this, this still has long-lasting scars. And let's, let's just remember, there are a lot of Americans who really don't pay attention to foreign policy, but they do pay attention to domestic politics. And the people who don't pay attention to foreign policy can barely find Israel or the Palestine or others on a map. They, they, they care about who's the president of the United States. And for many Democrats, they saw Benjamin Netanyahu not first and foremost as the leader of a foreign country, but as an, a political ally in the domestic fights um, uh, with their enemies, uh, with Donald Trump. And, um, and that is a problem that is eminently solvable by this incoming 
uh, Israeli government if they well, want to. Well, I think you make an excellent point about the politicization of the U.S.-Israel relationship um, and the possibility now to reset the relationship in a less politicized form. Uh, you know, one quick question that I have for you is we saw in the recent crisis between Hamas and Israel, um, the protest movement within Israel proper and in Jerusalem and in the West Bank, that there is sort of an emergent power of uh, Palestinians with Israeli citizenship, both in terms of their ability to um, to play in the Israeli political and social political space, but also to appeal to a, ri a rising segment of Americans, and in particular, a, lot, uh, a growing segment of Democrats, members of President Biden's own party. Is there sort of a uh, easy or let's say less difficult early win that the Biden team could go for in engaging with this new Israeli government on this issue of the Palestinians and uh, Palestinians with Israeli citizenship? Yeah, there, there absolutely is, because as you as you know, the um, this government is not only going to be supported by by some Arab parties. And remember, Arabs are 20 percent of the of Israeli citizens, um, but it will be part of this government. And that's a that's a new thing. It means it will have seats at the table when the spoils of, of government are being distributed to the benefit of its constituencies. And the United States can really help in terms of its assistance and in terms of its support and also making a distinction between the Arab Israelis um, for whom there's a lot of potential and a lot of challenges, as we've recently seen with with violence and the um, Palestinians that are um, uh, that are in the West Bank and in Gaza, where the challenges are deep and not likely to be solved anytime soon, very unfortunately. Thank you, Will.